When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This, this is the Rich Eisen Show. I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. With guest host Ryan Leaf, live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. And if you don't have a, a sense of excitement about this, I don't know what you're here for. The Rich Eisen Show. I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. Earlier on the show, Lakers writer for The Athletic, Bill Orem. 11-year NFL veteran quarterback, Bruce Gretkowski. Still to come, Rich checks in from the NFL Combine. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Ryan Leaf. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ryan Leaf, filling in for Rich. He's in Indianapolis. He'll be joining us just in one second. TJ Jefferson, Michael Del Tufo. Chris Brockman here. A lot of interesting things from the Combine last night. Uh, Rich was front and center with his buddy Daniel Jeremiah. He joins us now from Indianapolis to tell us all about it. Welcome to your show, Rich. How are we doing? How are you guys today? Welcome to your show. What up, Rich? How are you? We're good. We're good. Spectacular. Um, I I was doing my radio gig last night, uh, critiquing the quarterbacks and everything, so I had it on mute, but... Friend of mine, Andrew Perloff, said you gave me a little shout out there about uh, about my I like did. for Carson Strong. Yeah, yeah, man. Thank yes. you. Uh, yeah, of course, and and boy, he's he's his last name is appropriate. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> he, can, he can bring it, man. He can oh, throw man. it. He can throw it like nobody else's business. Um, what was your biggest takeaway? We have a lot of you know things to talk about with you from the combine, but what was your biggest takeaway covering it from from beginning to end with the with the wideouts and quarterbacks last night? Well, I think um, yet another draft where the wide receiver position will um, just keep stocking up teams with one after another after another of of kids that can really really, really change the game. I mean, the last two years, you've seen a rookie receiver from LSU um, come in and transform uh, an offense that that he joins. And, it, you know, I, you'd be hard-pressed to sit here and say that somebody that we saw last night won't, won't do the same. I mean, they're all really, really good. And they, they caught the ball well. They ran very well. Um, Man, Olave and Garrett Wilson in um, in seeing them with my own two eyes um, really um, was amazing. I, I I thought the the wide receiver position had stopped, and I'm not surprised. Now, to be very honest with you, I I don't know if 
you can con- connect dots, but you see, like, say, somebody, a veteran like Cole Beasley, suddenly might not be back with the Bills. Like, right. that's a, a headline that just popped in the last half hour. I mean, if you you want to go ahead and draft a kid in the fourth or fifth round, I think he can actually start for your team. That's what I saw last night. And, um, and then the quarterback spot, I mean, Malik Willis had me a hello. Um, he's got a big arm. He's got some big game. And um, as I tweeted out last night, even during the broadcast, if I'm a Steelers fan, I'm like, yes, please. And yep. The response I got from Steve Smith on the turf and then, of course, through some other people on Twitter was like, how, how do you know he's going to be there at 20? I mean, I, I think he's going to get pushed up, and he might even be the first guy off the board. Yeah, there's a lot of hype that comes into it, and I always knew this was going to be the case, right? Anytime between when the Super Bowl ends to when the combine happens and then ultimately the draft – the spin, the hype train, all of it plays into the quarterback's advantage. And ultimately, there's going to be general managers out there that fear they're going to miss out on the next great quarterback and they'll do and right. move heaven and earth to go get that. Yeah, and, and you know, he's got, he's got a, a lot of the it factor. I, knew, I know, you know, the fact that he played at Liberty means not many people saw him play, but he was at Auburn. He was an Auburn um kid he was an Auburn kid for a couple years and when Auburn went to Bo Nix after Stidham left um that's when he transferred and he's got big game men uh I saw him I thought Desmond Ritter had a nice night last night but again you're just sitting there and in um in workout clothes and there's really no adversity other than the fact you've been poked and prodded for three and a half days beforehand, and then you have to get out on the field. It's just not a really, you know, uh, and that's why people love their pro days a little bit better, um, that you don't go through the gauntlet of the medical and the... Um, and the Psychological. Uh, the interviews. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, this is just the end of the combine. They're done. And there's a relief when you're done with it, but it's the most important part of it because it is the physical you know, uh, attributes that got many of these kids to the invitation of the combine. So outside of all that, like, you just don't know. It's just part of a puzzle, the piece of the puzzle you that all the time. But um, uh, this draft tonight, I think you're going to see maybe the first overall pick out there with one of the offensive linemen tonight. That's, that's the way it's going to go. And I know that last year there were only three quarterbacks taken in the first three picks. Uh, we, we may not see one in the top 10 this year. Um, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and maybe one of the Ohio State wide receivers, which, whichever one you like. Speaking of those wide receivers, right, Chris Olave uh, ran a 4-2-9 unofficial, and then we saw Tyquan Thornton at the wide receiver position run the 4-2-1 that looked like it broke the record. What was your impression there when that happens? Because Brockman and I were talking about this, right? The, the fact they go yeah. and run it, and it's a drop-the-mic moment. Like, I just broke the record – Fast out there. I know it's. I know they say unofficial, but whatever. I'm not going to run a second time, and then an hour later comes back that it was seven yeah, seven one hundredths of a yeah, second I mean, Olave, off. Olave Olave ran a wound up running a four three nine, and we didn't get those times until DJ and I, Daniel Jeremiah, and I were walking back to the hotel. Yeah, and we stayed on a half an hour after the 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 on field drills were done, and we're like, if if Olave had known that, do you think he would have just rested and on his laurels? And what do you think he would have maybe run it again? And, you know, um, the answer is maybe, but I don't think it's any, it, again, 
Um, the difference between him running a four-two-eight and a four-three-nine with the clear eye in the sky tape right. <laughs> on him, I, I honestly don't think it makes a difference as to whether somebody's going to draft him in this spot or that spot. I mean, the four-three-nine just shows he's fast. And he's fast. He's capable. Yeah. He's incredible. Now, it's for somebody like you know the kid from Baylor who. We saw four two one, and look, we, I, I don't know what happened last night, to be honest with you, because we we had a simulcam all set up for uh, Olave and Terry McLaurin, who ran a four three five, and um, you know, and we saw in the simulcam that McLaurin beat Olave, and we're like, okay, so that's why we say these times are unofficial, right? You know, like when when we say it, we mean it. Now, the yellow line during an NFL game. Yeah, it's pretty official. But, I mean, um, these times are truly unofficial, where they're started with a hand time, and then, you know, somebody hits a button once the kid is off and running, and it's supposed to match up with the electronic time that's on first movement it's supposed to go. And then, you know, uh, we have a hand timer in case the that electronic goes down, then we'd use that. But the electronic was off last night. There's no question about it, and hopefully they'll get it fixed for tonight. Yeah, well, we better hope that the electronics are off for you. Maybe we can get it under 6.05 when you run it here in about a month. Well, about I mean, that? I was saying that, you know, again, my, my plan is to run it in a few weeks um, in Los Angeles, just like I did last year. And everyone was like, you should get out there because it, it looked a fast track. Like this It was a fast track last track night, yeah. Seconds. Fast track. You know, wait, look. But, you know. <laughs> one of the, one but, of the cooler things of the night uh, I saw, and it looked like – you enjoyed you had giovanni uh in the uh, booth with you and dj talk of us talk to us a little bit about that and and how much fun you had with that experience he's a sweet kid from philly who's now moved to indianapolis because um you know uh his dad got a job out here and it interestingly enough happened just as his favorite eagle carson wentz came out here too and so he had tickets to the combine i saw it on twitter and and you know as soon as he tweeted out hey i'm going to the combine you know, the NFL Network did its due diligence and got him in the booth. And it was pretty cool. Uh, he's a sweet kid. I've been on his show. <laughs> and, you know, even though he lives out here in the Midwest, he still has his Philly roots. When I asked him, you know, hey, Howie Roseman might be listening to you right now. What would your message be to him? And he's like, well, Howie, draft us wide receivers. And for the love of God, get us linebackers. Is what he said, for the love of God. <laughs> You know, and it was fantastic. It was fantastic. And then he did meet Roseman and Sirianni later, and then he went out. And after he was done in the booth, he went and hung out on the digital um, broadcast with Colleen Wolf, who, as you know, is Philly through and through. So it was really sweet. And, you know, there's so much crap and awfulness going on in our world that to, to see a, a kid who loves the game and and loves talking about the game just being here and then hanging out with us, you know, to make that happen, that's what it's all about. So that was pretty cool. Great chance to meet him. He does love the game. He does know the game. He's that's why people dig him. Yeah. Because they just they, they, they feel his warmth and his essence and I'm glad he was on the network last night. Well it was really fun to see and, and I and it just from somebody who was viewing it, you just the, the expression on both yours and DJ's faces made it I mean that even makes it you just were enjoying yourself so much and that that's really meaningful uh, to see that coming from you. It's beautiful. 
Um, did you see um, the music that I was telling you about? Did you hear the music I was telling you about in the first part? Now you said you, that the sound was down, but yeah. you other guys. Was yeah, it you said it got music. shut down, huh, Rich? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The music, the music um, got shut down. I, as I said during the broadcast last night, I asked Daniel Jeremiah, what was, the, what was a shorter tenure yeah. in the history of the NFL, the music at the Combine or Bill Belichick as the head coach of the Jets? <laughs> That's what I asked him on the air last night. What, was the, the, the music, what was the reason? the music started playing, you could just see the scouts in the stands kind of look at each other like, who, who left the radio on? <laughs> you know, like, what's going on? I don't know if they got that much of a heads up. There were 10,000 fans there last night. Wow. So I guess that they were trying to create an atmosphere for the right. fans. And, and so they started playing music. But the problem is the music was kind of, you know, it was intrusive in the fact that, for instance, uh, they announce, they announce on, on, a, on a loudspeaker who's running, who's not, who's running because it, they have a medical issue and who's not running because they just don't want to and that they'll run at the pro day. And those announcements are made, certainly the more important announcements being, you know, uh, who's running a second time. So, like, for instance, when Olave doesn't run a second time, they announce, like, you know, Chris Olave um, um, essentially is an elects to, you know, not running it. Right. Or, or, you know, Malik Willis is not running. You know, he'll run at its pro day. Like, they literally make those announcements. And scouts and GMs couldn't see the announcement. Couldn't hear those things. There's music playing. No. So um, there were, I you mean, know, some uh, some messages that were kind of sent up the chain of command, and all of a sudden, it was quiet as a church in there. I got to push Just back like on this, Rich. Been. I know you were texting us about it, and I, I kind of, you know, said it was whack. But like these yeah. scouts, it's not for them. Okay, it's it's a it's a television event for fans, and it's turning into this big type of tentpole off season event as we head into the draft. Right, the evaluation period. Okay, we can set up some kind of tech service for the scouts if they really want to know if a guy isn't going to run a second time. Like someone with the NFL can get everyone's. Uh, phone numbers on a file and hit hit one big group text and Chris Olave will not be running a second grade. Everyone's got their phone on. Beep, 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 beep. Keep the music on. If you're going to have 10,000 fans there and make this into this big thing, like the scouts have to take a back seat. I'm sorry. Yeah, but that's that's not what this thing is. This is No, this it is, is what it it is what it is now it is though. For the scouts, Chris. This is literally Then what are the pro days for? for? Like, let's, what the are the pro, other? The pro what days are the other? Are, the pro days are for initially for uh, other scouts that uh, are in the area or kids that were not invited to the combine. Like, not every kid is. There's only 325 invites to this thing. If I'm a player, so, if, I'm, if, I'm the, if I'm the players next year, I'm saying I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to the combine unless music's rocking. That's that's the deal now. You know what? I don't know if that's the hill they want to die on on that. <laughs> front, but like, this, like for instance. Georgia has the most kids here, but not all their kids here, you know? Yeah. And then, and then there might be some small schools around Georgia, around Athens, that might send some kids there. So it's just another way. Pro days are just another way. Look, the combine is essentially the reason why it exists and the reason why it will always exist is for the medical examinations. Right. And for mm-hmm. some of the face-to-face interviews. 
Exactly. And while we're at it, and while we're at it, doing all of these on-field drills, while everybody's there, that's the reason why it was created. So now the fact that TFL is coming in with some fans and trying to make it a fan experience, it still shouldn't. It still doesn't intrude on what this is all about, which is the on-field drills and the medical evaluations. And the NFL Network itself has been making, you know, a dance around that for. 17, 18 years. So, but, but you can't ask everyone else to adapt and then the scouts just to go, go about business as usual like they have been for the last 30 years. Like They have to adapt as well. And if it means like putting in some, you know, some buds to say you don't have to hear the music, then so be it. Well, it's kind of like, Chris, like, let's just put it this way. You know, let's just say you've done something a certain way for a very long time and you're trying to broaden things out uh, for others or people who are coming in to try and broaden it out for others. Let's say you're, you're a burger draft, right? You want to get more people at your burger draft and you're going to allow a Great couple idea. of people to eat whatever they want because other than that, you know, other than that, then they won't attack, <laughs> right? Let's just say you're trying to expand your, <laughs> your, your audience for it, right? You'll still be saying, screw that, right? Screw that. You come here, you gotta eat only what burger is drafted for you, right? Wouldn't you say that after all that time? But if I want to play music so scouts, and you want to have a conversation, <laughs> just like talk over the music. The scouts are you for your burger draft. You get it? And they're like, turn the music off. You don't need music while they don't have a tech system set up. I will say this though: the fans were fun in. The fact that any when David Bell, by the way, <laughs> we nailed the glue guys. No, we we nailed. We, I mean, we were on. I, it there were like year. four four gorilla glue guys last night alone, and um, and so when David Bell, Purdue, he went to high school twelve miles down the road. When he did anything, like it, it was loud. Yeah, anything, fans were cheering. They were like, "Class, I've never heard before." David Bell goes through the gauntlet drill. He's done with it. Huge standing ovation. It was That's awesome. so weird. Now, scouts should get used to that because it's just applause. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's one thing. And, all like, any time there were, like, ten dudes, drunk dudes, like, probably from, like, Columbus, any time Olave and Garrett Wilson did anything, and this was late at night when half the crowd was gone, they were going ape any time <laughs> they did anything. And, the and, dot in and the eye in the stands? Yeah, and then when they were doing the, the go route, the quarterbacks and your guys strong from Nevada, Malik Willis and whoever could really crank it and throw it downfield 60 yards in the air. And then they completed it. Everybody went crazy. And that was fun. Like there was actually energy in the building for that. And I hope, you know, scouts or whomever don't have a problem with that, but plus the music sucked. I don't know who chose it. it really wasn't good. <laughs> kind of like stuck in the, it's like stuck in the largest elevator ever. It really just is not. <laughs> I think just all around it was uh, clearly nice the surprise. clearly the players didn't choose the music. I was right? going to say, here's the move: next year, next year when the yeah. quarterbacks are throwing, let the quarterback who's throwing have control of the playlist. Just kind of like the walkout music, individualized playlist yeah. for the workouts. Oh yeah, gosh! I, think, I don't. I don't. Don't know if everyone was on the same page going in. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. They certainly ripped that page out of the book and 
In a hurry. <laughs> in a hurry. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, I want to. I want to. I want to talk into one thing outside the combine. But first, I I want to speak to the you know the Kenny Pickett news. It, it was just a punchline all day long, right? Eight and a half inch hands. These tiny hands. How can he even function as a player? All these things. Right. And then NFL Network, right? Right there, cameraman right next to him. He's not. He's not oblivious to the guy. You know, filming his hands and not his body or his face. It's looking right at his hands. And then he goes out and I thought performed as good as anybody last night. He was compact. He was accurate. He was. Yep fluid and everything he did talk to about to us talk to us a little bit about that and how do you think his performance came out after all the scrutiny oh, of the yeah. hands that's something I that mean, he can't control oh yeah i mean he's he's gonna he'll be a first round quarterback there's no doubt i mean there's no question that he'll go in the first round um dj daniel said that you know there will be some teams that will literally take him off their boards because he's only got eight and a half inch hands and I, I can't imagine that would be such a problem. I mean, the guy wears gloves for a reason, I think. He gets a nice grip on it. Kurt Warner was on the field. He was Mr. Wearing Gloves and Domes his entire career. Better grip. I mean, I don't know. Kid ran kid ran sub 4-7. I mean, he's really athletic, and he's tall, and he's good, and he's done it in Pittsburgh. So, you know, as I said on the show yesterday, Desmond Ritter's got 10-plus inch hands and fumbled it over 30 times in Cincinnati. So... I, I I don't know. You tell me. I thought uh, I thought he was. Yeah, I just thought he was great last he night. He looked good. Yep. He looked good. There's no question about that. All right. Um, one thing outside the combine uh, purview, uh, the conversation and Adam Schefter reporting that uh, Amari Cooper there in Dallas um, may be released before the yeah. league year starts. Your your thoughts on that and uh, uh, on what that accomplishes for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I mean, look, when, when, when they signed Cooper and, and Zeke and knowing that Dak was going to get his money, and then he did, I mean, how many teams can have a quarterback, running back, wide receiver combination count for, what, like $70 million on on your cap? I mean, no matter how large your, your, the cap number keeps going up by whatever margin, I mean, at some point that's just not sustainable. And the fact that Zeke's still around is kind of amazing because you'd think the running back would be the one with the quickest expiration date. But it was obvious that Amari Cooper was no longer, you know, the number one target in the offense last year, that it was CeeDee Lamb 100%. You know, the fact that Amari Cooper would essentially have to speak up, which he never does, um, and, um, you know, to say, hey, I'm still here definitely was odd to say the least and again i just saw all those kids last night at the wide receiver position i mean right. why would you yeah. you know why would I you know pay Cooper's terrific and he's still very young you're talking about a 20 million dollar hit of some sort um or close to it i'd imagine i think it was what a hundred million dollar contract he signed again i don't know what phony money was in it or what he would count for this year or how i think it's 16 million i think it's 16 million it's they a, save a huge chunk of change yeah it's a huge chunk of change you know, I know that Gallup is hurt, and um, but that doesn't surprise me. It just doesn't. And then the fact that he was one of their, their few unvaccinated players still on the team last year, I think, really rankled um, the Joneses. And it's interesting. Again, the COVID protocols yesterday were, were, were shelved. Uh, but still what will linger is somebody at a time when all they had to do was take a shot, and that would give them a better chance to win, and they did not, um, is something that I think will linger in the mind's eye of, of uh, front offices and ownership. And I think you put it all together, and that's one of the reasons why Cooper uh, will be on another team. 
And, you know, obviously there will be some teams that will jump all over him, certainly when you got to start from scratch on his contract. Um, but it didn't really surprise me to hear that today. We did a most likely with uh, with Chris Brockman today, and he, he, he prefaced one of these for, for our friend here, TJ Jefferson. Is it most likely that the Dallas Cowboys play in a Super Bowl? Yeah, or who that, play, Rich, who plays in a Amari Super Cooper Bowl goes? first, Cowboys or Amari Cooper? Oh, that's a good one. How is that? How, how'd you answer? Well, of course, TJ was, was the Dallas Cowboys, but us in the real world said Amari Cooper because yeah, he'll probably end up with the Chiefs or the Rams or the Patriots or something like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Could you imagine him on the Chiefs? I mean, he always That's what I said. the best games for the Raiders against the Chiefs. He had, I think, a couple of, a couple of 200-yard games against them. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, so I'll take what's more likely Cooper elsewhere rather than Dallas um, without him. All but, right. Jake. Rich, uh, you know, Rich what as you know? always... Thanks so much for taking time out to help us out. Thanks uh, for doing this. Appreciate you for the trust again with uh, with your platform. It's been amazing three days. So you enjoy your rest of the trip, Thanks, and we'll see you soon. You got it. I'm at 4 Eastern today, tomorrow, and then um, 2 Eastern on Sunday, and then back in that chair on Monday. Yeah. All right. We'll, All leave, right, it, buddy, we'll leave it warm for you. Take it to you guys. Rich right, Eisen from the Rich Eisen Show, <laughs> joining us from Indianapolis. When Callaway engineered ChromeSoft to be the best tour ball, it didn't just make the best players better. It made everyone better. Men, women, first-time majors, repeat major winners, club champions, business golfers, anybody. The ChromeSoft family has the best tour performance for every type of performance, starting with the regular ChromeSoft, which is designed for the widest range of golfers who want better feel, more distance, and incredible forgiveness. But for players... For better players looking for more workability, ChromeSoft X provides excellent spin consistency and tour-level short game control. Finally, ChromeSoft XLS gives you a lower spin rate on the golf ball and longer shots, firmer feel, but still with high spin around the greens. And now, every ChromeSoft is enhanced with precision technology, which uses design techniques and manufacturing specifications up to one one-thousandth of an inch. This ensures that your their highest quality, most consistent, fastest golf balls possible. When you add it all up, it's pretty simple. Chrome Soft is better for the best and better for everyone. Find out what Chrome Soft is right for you at CallawayGolf.com backslash Chrome Soft. We'll be right back with TJ's Grab Bag here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back. We just watched a video in the Peacock Only segment at the time I ate a hat because... Because <laughs> you made a horrible bet. I bet on your team! That's on you. Oh, I mean... I got I got I got I got sucked in by a McLovin tweet, and you know he's hardcore <laughs> Eagles. And then I I, back, I backed the Cowboys that year, 2019. You blew it. Yeah, totally. And then I had to eat a piece of Mike's hat and a PBJ, and I got sick. It was terrible. Get your damn act together. Thank you, Jerry. All Thank right, you, sorry, Jerry. Sorry, let's go on with our segment. There's a there's a I have a I have a good Jerry Jones story for you oh, guys a little yeah. bit later. Yeah, I, I, play, I, I played for I played for the Cowboys. We know. All right. So yeah. now now it's a special segment. I haven't been a part of it before. Oh. So this is a new one for me. It's a, it's a segment for our friend T.J. Jefferson. By the way, I'm Ryan Leaf. I'm in for Rich Eisen here on the Rich Eisen show. Hey, Ryan. Uh, hey, Ryan. We're going to do uh, T.J.'s uh, top five or better, better known, a.k.a. T.J.'s big ass grab bag. All right, DJ Mikey D, hit that music, baby. <laughs> yes, indeed. Kaboom. <laughs> Guess who stepped in the room? TJ here. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Full disclosure, this grab bag I made last week, right? And something, and I don't even know what, you know, because, Chris, I like to make the grab bags relevant to something we talked about. Do topical. I don't remember why I decided to use this one, but it doesn't matter <laughs> okay. because it got bumped last week for Micah Parsons. But I'm okay. If I'm going to get bumped. By Micah Parsons, I'll I'll do that all the time. I'm completely fine with it. So today's top five Ryan Leaf, as I dig into the big ass grab bag, I decided to talk about something that I think we all know a little bit about, and that's 80s high school teen movies. Okay, I think that ushered in uh, a lot of uh, movie watching for pretty much everyone in this room, right? So I decided to go with uh, TJ's top five, kind of like of my favorite high school flicks from the 80s, but I don't want to give you guys like the obvious ones, right? right? Because obviously if I made a top five of the best 80s high school films, and it would be like The Goonies would be on there, or The Karate Kid and Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Fast Times at Ridgemont High and The Breakfast Club and The Lost Boys. I think we could all agree that those should probably be in the top five, but those are obvious. I don't want to give okay. you the obvious okay. ones. I'm also a fan, guys, of some of these movies that we're going to show here. They didn't make the top five, but they could have. The Outsiders, My Bodyguard, License to Drive, One Crazy oh. Summer, The Legend of Billy Jean, Lucas, Summer School, Three O'Clock High, and Say anything love all of these flicks they also could have made the list but they didn't now that being said i like to give you things that are outside of the box so here is tj's top five coming in at number five this one is vision quest anyone familiar with vision quest matthew boudin 1984 i believe stars as loudon swain he's the 
total opposite of your stereotypical meathead wrestler. Very introspective. He's intellectual. He wants to be a doctor in outer space, right? Now, his bigger dream, he's a 190-pound wrestler. He wants to drop down to 168 pounds to challenge the unbeatable Brian Shoot. Brian Shoot, imagine if you took Brock Lesnar, right, and shrunk him down to 168 pounds. That would be Brian Shoot. He's feared all through the town, Brockman. Here's how he works out. Carries a telephone pole up stadium steps in 90 degree weather. That's his idea of a good time. So Lowndes Swain has to lose this weight and kind of fight his own fears to, to wrestle shoot. Now, here's where it gets interesting. I've been a big fan, and it's been noted, of Linda Fiorentino. She's in this movie. She is a woman who's driving from New Jersey to San Francisco. She's an artist. Breaks down in their little town. Her car breaks down. She ends up staying with Loudon and his dad in their house. Now, you know all types of hijinks are going to ensue from that. And so, basically, that's the movie. It's Loudon Swain trying to train to prepare to beat the unbeatable shoot and also fight his feelings for this older woman. Vision Quest, man. And also, oh, Lunatic Fringe. Do you remember that movie, Mike? Lunatic Fringe? Or oh, that yeah. song? Great song. Vision Quest. I don't think Brockman's seen it. I'd recommend it. All right. Come to number four. We got a John Cusack classic, and that's Better Off Dead. You guys remember Better Off Dead? Very good. Very good. Lane Meyer. His two main interests are skiing and his girlfriend, Beth. But sadly, Beth dumps him for like the arrogant, popular bully skier, uh, Roy Stalin. I found that name interesting, Roy Stalin. You know, he's your stereotypical 80s, you know, preppy, bully, bad guy. So... John Cusack's Lane Meyer decides he wants to end it all. That didn't quite happen. So basically what happens is he meets a foreign exchange student from France who lives across the street. Unbeknownst to him, she's a great skier and she's a car mechanic. Lane had this Camaro that wasn't working. She helped him fix his Camaro, helped him get his over his fear of skiing the K-12. And, you know, it was just like a good, dumb 80s movie. And one of my favorite things was there was two brothers, uh, Ryan Leaf. And as Lane Meyer says, there was two brothers. One doesn't speak English. One learned how to speak English by listening to the wide world of sports. Yes. And he sounds just like Howard Cosell. Those ones are really good. Better off dead. It's a you know a dumb 80s movie, but I really like it, man. I'd love it. All right, coming at number three, it's a little bit more serious. This is Morgan Freeman and Lean On Me. Okay. Now, once successful East Side High in, in Patterson, New Jersey, it's deteriorated, man. Drugs, crime everywhere. They bring in Crazy Joe Clark, a.k.a. Batman to help clean up the, the, his former school because he went here and man crazy Joe man he puts some radical changes in at East Side High he expels 300 kids right off the bat there's pushback from parents 300 300 he he has pushback from parents he really does not get along with the teachers you know it's all this big thing and it finally ends up with him actually getting thrown in jail for locking the doors to the school but then the school has to have 75% of the kids pass a test just a bunch of good stuff happened. It's a feel-good flick. If you've never seen Lean on Me, I mean, it was nothing like I grew up, thankfully, but it was one of the few movies that there were kids that looked like me in. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of 80s teen movies. So that's why I appreciated Lean on Me. Now, this one, number two, <laughs> this is something that if you stayed up late at night, you probably saw, and that's just one of the guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you remember just one of the guys? Great, great, great movie. Terry, great Griffith, movie. She, Terry Griffith is an aspiring high school journalist. The teachers don't take Terry's article seriously, and after failing to get a dream job as an intern, Terry decides, hmm, I'm going to switch schools and write for this paper. But yep. also, Terry's a girl, and then she switches schools. 
and Cuts turns her herself into a boy. Yep. All right, she she poses as a boy just because she feels she'll get she taken dresses more in drag. She dresses. She yeah. dresses in drag, and then you know she's trying to help out this you know outcast nerd who she ends up having feelings for. Meanwhile, fighting the bully. There's always the bully, and it's usually William Zapka, and that's you know, <laughs> and that, that was right. him in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Johnny Lawrence just in a different version. Johnny Lawrence made a living off of playing these characters, but then Terry all of a sudden catches feelings for Rick, and then there's a yeah. big reveal big, at the end big, of the movie and I'll just say if you were of a certain age this reveal, reveal probably ushered you into puberty and I'm just gonna leave it at that in the end may, Terry may have been the first boobs I saw on TV. <laughs> whoa, yeah. I'm glad you whoa, said whoa. it I'm glad you said I mean, it we were thinking you know, it, Terry gets her really? article published she gets her dream job she ends up with Rick all is well that's just one of the guys and then coming in at number one it's a thing that Brockman hates but I had to do it I have two in at number one I mean, what's wrong with you? they are it's not TJ's oh, top six. But you understand. You understand. I but couldn't you choose. listed like 20 movies that weren't on the list. Yeah. And then you're like, well, here's six. This is TJ's big ass crap. It's a big ass crap like bag. And this is quick. These are two John Hughes flicks. Okay. Weird Science, 16 Candles. Everyone's seen these ones, right? Weird Science, two nerds. Weird Science, kind of decide they want to make a virtual candles, movie. candles, get out of here. Come on, man. They decide they want to make a virtual woman and she comes to life. And then you got 16 Candles. Molly Ringwald's parents forget her birthday and then, you know, a bunch of stuff ensues so those are just some of my favorite 80s team flicks and obviously i know you guys got a bunch man All right, we'll so can't wear the hit anthony michael hall that's just anthony michael two, right? both of those he's the uh common denominator in these john hughes flicks. i actually met him in a club of new york a few years ago i just said hey man i'm a big fan he gave me a pound and he looked at me and he said respect big dog and i was just like oh okay <laughs> also, Michael, you know, oh, dope. I, I, Johnny B. Good would probably have been in there Johnny for me. Johnny B. Good was a good one, yeah. yeah. He was a high school quarterback. High school Robert quarterback. Downey Robert Downey Jr. played his best friend. He went on recruiting trips. You know, the, it was it was outlandish. Robert Downey Jr. and Weird Science. Weird, yeah. yeah, a lot of yeah. common denominators yeah. in these movies. How about you, Brockman? Which one's... Uh, Weird Science, number one for me there. If, oh, if, I thought you said you didn't like Weird Science. No, no, no. I'm a, not a 16 Candles oh, gotcha, guy. Gotcha. I'm a Weird Science guy. Uh, I, you had license to drive on your... I, I'm a. I was a Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was a fan of those. I guys. I love those guys. I, that movie was hilarious. It was hilarious. Yeah. Basically, uh, I know Chris. You said there was a lot, but there's so many of these movies. Oh, and the just 80s like, was like the perfect, the perfect one for time. That. I mean, yeah. Don't forget about Adventures in Babysitting, Babysitting, which I didn't really like. But oh, see, I like that one. Uh, our friend Vincent D'Onofrio is Thor in the movie. It's a great movie, but yeah, Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, Elizabeth Shue, obviously one of our favorites. And so yeah, you could do. You could do a top, probably, you could probably do a 64 March Madness yeah, bracket. Yeah, we might, let's think about that for later. You, know, you talked about movies. William Zabka. I, I, yeah. uh, Always my, playing that character. Man. In my podcast, in my podcast bust, we, we, we delved into my persona while in high, high school. And uh-huh. we kind of came away, and then ultimately in college, where I would, you know, I, I think I was just the quintessential uh Johnny Lawrence character. I think yeah. I just was, that's who I was. And that's, I was just going to be it. Right. I walked into your uh, frat party, you know, and I said, we're here to drink your beer, uh, take your girls and go home. That's, that's, that's what we were there to do. Um, and, and so I was kind of, you know, I was kind of that. And still to this day, uh, Anna loves me to death. Don't get me wrong. But she says, I'm, I am, I'm like, I'm eighties through and through. She tells me the glasses, the way I dress, the way I think she's like, you are so eighties. Uh, and and I, I I will take I'm going to take that as a compliment. Yeah, definitely yeah. a compliment. It's a good decade. It's a very good decade to be a part of, and I'm glad I was. Yeah. Great grab bag. Thanks, I love man. movies. Love it. You know, uh, Anthony Michael Hall in Bat uh, in Batman: The Dark Knight. 
A lot of people don't remember oh, that. Right. He played the reporter. He yeah, gets he right. gets taken by the Joker. A uh, part of that huge um, uh, reveal at the end of the uh, end of the movie. He's definitely one of my all time favorite. Like especially from that time, actors like huge fan of his. Yeah, the Brat Pack, right? Yeah. The original Brat Pack. And also, like you know, Weird Science has so many classics. Like you know, they go first of all, Lisa meeting Gary's parents. And her dad trying to size up why this woman is with his son, yeah. you know, and then when they go to the club in Chicago and he gets all drunk and, you know, he's the trying to tell club. the story. Yeah. He's trying to tell the story. And he's like, what, what's this boy talking about on the telephone? Of course we know it's on the telephone. And then, you know, <laughs> he don't even have his license, Letha. You know, just <laughs> I mean, I could watch Weird Science every day. Like, seriously, it was, it was good. It was really good. Uh, those were good, good examples. Uh, thank you for that, TJ. Um, just trying to have some fun, guys. Yeah, have some fun. that's yeah, what this yeah. is about. We did yesterday at this time. We did the segment because I didn't. I didn't expect to be in the seat today. Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Susie was going to do it, and um, so we talked about Batman yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody out there. Uh, it was released last night uh, to uh, a select few, right? Uh, and early twenty-one and a half million dollars grossed Rushing. last night. People are all about Robert Pattinson. Yeah, Woo! yeah, they are, and and. And well, a three-hour movie too. That's impressive. And I, 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 I tend not to do this, but I went online and just wanted to see some of the reaction. I have not found a negative reaction yet to this that's movie, great. and that's that's a lot. That's great. So, um, even one person reached out to me and said he's already seen it twice yesterday. That's six hours what? hanging. I that's love I love his commitment. Single, no kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or he took the baby. Or he's got or he's got a sixteen year old. Yeah, that's true. You know, single. and your son your son's like I'll, your son's like I'll go. Single, yeah, Dad, I'll go no two kids. two movies. I'm in. I'm yeah. in. <laughs> I am. I'm really looking forward to it. And I I think I really think it was a lot about a lot to do with the food initially in all of this, guys. Yeah, like, yeah you mentioned that yesterday. Yeah. But but I'm I'm getting more I mean, and more excited around the the, uh, movie? the movie yeah, yeah. and uh, we got childcare which is huge Ann and I are gonna go uh, after gymnastics here today nice. um, ninja training is what MacGyver calls it <laughs> uh, we're gonna go do that get him home I'm gonna get him bathed into comfy clothes meet his new babysitter Ow. let them play. Let them do their thing. She doesn't have to worry about putting them down because we're going to the movie at four in the afternoon. We'll be home by seven, seven okay. thirty. Smart, smart. Eight, Perfect. Eight thirty. Perfect evening. Eight thirty to sleep. Um, you got it all planned out. Enjoy it, man. You know what that tells me? Something's going to go awry. I don't know. Like, did you get your ticket already? Yep. Okay. Then, right. In fact, we bought three tickets so we don't have to sit next to anybody. Oh, nice. okay. Ew. Smart. Because I get my ticket for free because I am an. Yeah, because you got I'm that. I'm a Stubbs A A list Stubbs member. Yeah, this guy Ryan could go. To I've a told movie you guys every day. about this before, right? Yes. You yes. spend $19.99 a month, mm-hmm. and you can see three movies a week. You can see 12 movies a month for $19.99 if you are so inclined. And before the pandemic, I was really kind of that guy. I go to a lot of meetings locally, and I would pop, you know, and I would be on the other side of town, and I don't mm-hmm. want to sit in traffic, so I would go see movies. And you can use three of them a week, so you could actually go see three movies a week. For the entire month for nineteen ninety nine. For the cost of one movie. Great deal. Great deal. Question, unfortunately, seen, I'm sorry, go right. Unfortunately, sorry. I, I would then cheat on my on my diet because every time I go there I want popcorn or <laughs> yeah, I want candy yeah, and everything like that. Good question. Has anyone Mandatory. in this room gone to more than one movie in a day? Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah for okay. sure. How many? Anna and I the other night two, back to back. Two, two. Anna and I Three. the other night yeah, sorry. um <laughs> we got childcare and 
the other night we did three. We did three movies. What? That's, yeah. That's what awesome. you see? We saw House of Gucci. Okay. Uh, um, we saw Spider Man, mm-hmm. No Way Home, and I. Um, clearly, the third one wasn't uh, um, stuck yeah. in our mind, but we Man saw a third enough. one during that span. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to look back at it. But all right, when we come back, uh, we'll close uh, close out this show uh, and talk about what we got on pl- on stat for the weekend. You're listening to the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show, everybody. I'm Ryan Leaf filling in for Rich, TJ Jefferson. Yep, yep. Well, we just got done with his big ass grab bag. Uh, Michael Del Tufo, Chris Brockman. You. Um, big weekend, right? The NFL Combine runs through it. The, the the big fellas, right? The big fellas start moving around and yep. running. And uh, it sounds like this year's draft is going to be more about the big fellas, right? The big uglies, that, as John Madden used to, to call it. The guys up front, the guys rushing the passer and the guys protecting the passer. The two guys that I say are the most important outside of the quarterback position. And we're going to see them go today. Um, what's been the most impressive um, thing for you so far? Evan Neal and what he looked like in his picture at 337 pounds. Yeah, are on. you kidding me? That's a freaking nature right there, bro. Yo, DJ, he's six, seven and a half, 337, 10 and an eight inch hand, 83 inch wingspan. Good Lord. And he looked shredded. Shredded, yeah. He didn't look like, you know, he didn't have the belly sticking out or, no. you know, he didn't have a gut or anything. I mean, Nothing. He was just shredded. Ryan showed me his picture with his shirt off yesterday. I was like, what? Yeah. He's like 348. Like, where? Like, I mean, but he's got that what? Tyron Smith build, man. Yes, the super long arms. That I always say you can tie your shoes without bending over because <laughs> your arms are so long. But they're jacked, and he's just like, he's just a swole human being, man. Kayvon Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchinson, two guys that are out on the perimeter. Kayvon, of course, out of the Pac-12 conference, was the number one overall uh, recruit coming out of high school and went to the University of Oregon, had incredibly successful years there. Has made a little waves. This is a real opportunity for him in these interviews to kind of combat a little bit of what has gone on since the season ended. A, his conversation around Alabama and the uh, inequity of the education there. And also Todd McShay came out and really kind of put a little hammer or a wet blanket on on him in terms of what he's capable of doing, his work ethic, things like that, things that he's more interested in. He, this guy created his own cryptocurrency while in college, guys. Right. That's awesome. So, I mean, he's got other ambitions because (laughs) the average length of an NFL career, everybody, as I tell people all the time, is 2.8 years. Right. Not everybody's going to play 22 years like Tom Brady or 18 like Peyton Manning. That's just 
That's not how it works, right? The, the, there are only a thousand players ever to have played eight plus years in the NFL. That's it in a hundred years of football. Think of that number. So you're going to have to have a post career. So I don't like Todd McShay saying stuff like that. I know every scout in the business right now, and maybe he doesn't need to say that stuff right now, even though he may believe it. Understand what the first contract is, the initial entry into the NFL. It has to be all about football, right? You have all these other things down the line to invent, to be a part of, to uh, be a facilitate or, or be uh, associated with. So understand that at the combine all they want to hear about is football x's and o's they don't want to hear about the the great deal on the cryptocurrency you can get uh out of eugene oregon (laughs) (laughs) aiden hutchinson is he is he heading home to is he heading home to detroit i think so yeah yeah Yeah, i think i think that's a good fit what else are you guys doing this weekend any uh any plans um oh this is great okay so um I'm, I'm speaking at a meeting tomorrow morning, okay. 7 a.m. in Malibu. So early. it's it's an early risers deal. Uh, get a big part of that. I remember a year ago I was here doing it, and I had uh, I had gotten my coin a little bit early. It was about the same time, right? April 1st is my is my sober day. Okay. Oh yeah, you, it was. But right it's 10 years. That. It'll be 10 years this year. Nice. Congratulations, April 1st. Congrats, man. So yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, you know, we're we're about a month away, a little less than a month away. So exciting gonna be a part of that uh gonna do kid has got some soccer practice i'm hosting nfl radio for sirius xm on the final final part of the combine sunday afternoon if you want to listen just a a great shout out and thank you to everybody uh listening on these airways again for the opportunity uh it's always been fun i can't wait to do it again uh you've been listening to the rich eisen show i'm ryan leaf talk to you later